beautiful Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Beer, Bacon, and Bros. The date is September 8th, 2019. It's approximately about 10 in the morning. It's kind of been a rough morning for us. I think I can say we all went pretty hard in the paint yesterday for tailgating at the South Carolina victory. And let's just go ahead and get this show on the road because we've got some headaches and more beers to drink for Sunday football. I'm going to kick it back over to Adam. He's going to run through the agenda as usual. Good morning, everybody. So for today's agenda, we have our poll question of the day, which we put out as um, Starbucks or Dunkin', your choice. And then we're going to shoot it over to Chris for the stat of the day. And then we're going to go through a pick six recap from this weekend and then talk week two college football. And we're going to talk about all the Antonio Brown stuff that went down this weekend, along with week one of NFL. And then Austin's stupid question of the day is going to round out today's show. So, Chris, take it away. Alrighty. Well, we put out a poll question, and the exact question was, let us know where you're going to get your morning fix. Um, we had some questions about the context of what we're looking for in this question, um, and I'll be upfront and honest. I was a little surprised at how close this actually is, but um, on Facebook, we had a great turnout, 53 votes in total. Um 51% Starbucks, 49% Dunkin'. A lot closer. I thought this was going to be somewhere in the 65-35 range for Starbucks, but um, I think a lot of people took into account the breakfast options for Dunkin'. Uh, of course, donuts make everything better, but uh, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Uh, did want to take a moment to let Alex um, remind you guys about our social medias. Uh, we have Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and the Twitter is capital beer, capital bacon, capital bros one. And then Alex, if you'll let them know what the Facebook and Instagrams are for us. All right. So the Facebook one is just a beer, comma, bacon, the and symbol, the ampersand bros. And the Instagram handle is beer underscore bacon underscore bros. And on Instagram, we had the poll as uh, live as well. And it actually came out 69% Starbucks on top over there. So it's a little bit more a little bit more lenient on Starbucks on the Instagram. As well as Twitter. Uh, there's a 70 to 30 split on Twitter as well. So um, different clientele, different opinions, and uh, and some different options. So let's go ahead and toss it around. Austin, give me your opinion. Was it Starbucks or was it Dunkin' for you? I'm not a big coffee fan, so this is a hard one for me. So Dunkin' definitely for me. But um, I think the big thing we overlooked here is... Starbucks does a lot of fancy drinks, but every girl that I know loves the ice brew from Dunkin'. So that was probably what led to a bigger shift than we would think because Good Morning Ice Brew, I think that's what kind of helped Dunkin' get real close in this one. And those munchies, man. The munchkins, whatever they're called. Munchies, munchkins. The little donut holes are fantastic. Oh, my God. They're, uh, they're called uh, munchkins. You put the blueberry ones. Man, me and Dad used to get the big box, and we'd fight over who gets the blueberry ones because they were so freaking good. I don't know. Uh, so, my opinion on it, I I voted Duncan as well. Um, Kind of more of on a, a price range. Thing. I just think Starbucks sometimes comes in a little overpriced. It's good coffee, not, not you know, not to knock it, but... Duncan's just as good and just a little bit cheaper, so that's kind of where I went from it as. And I do believe that they have better iced coffee than Starbucks does. And so, like on a hot summer day, like 
A hot cup of coffee just doesn't do it for me. So, you know, I, a nice iced coffee is nice and good. The caramel latte from uh, Dunkin' Donuts, fantastic. Yeah, so I agree with the Dunkin's being the more superior coffee chain. The coffee is a, the coffee's the same no matter which which place you go to, especially like this. The chain, uh, chain restaurants, the, there's no difference in the coffee. Now, Starbucks does have like the... Double macchiato, frappuccino, half pump, caramel, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. Like, they can fancy that shit up for you real quick. But then you're not paying for coffee. You're paying for all the other shit they're putting in there. And it's, to me, it's, to me, I take, I drink coffee black, nothing in it. So I'm like, I'm not going to go pay $6 for black coffee. Like, it just, to me, it makes no sense. Dunkin' Donuts is by far better to me. Also, not to mention the, the donuts there, I love a lot more. I work for the next question. This is going to get, a little controversial here, but don't Dunkin' over Krispy Kreme. Don't do it. Nope. Don't do it. We'll we'll address that one day. We'll address Dunkin that one over day. over Krispy Kreme all but day. Please <laughs> see the next poll question for Dunkin' versus Krispy Kreme donuts. Also, oh. I want to shout out how many people out there were unable to just like get the hint of we were just doing Starbucks versus Dunkin' and start throwing out like random ass restaurants. Like simple instructions, people, man. Like, come on. Yeah. I. So, Wow. All right, so all of y'all, just just to recap this, all three of you think that the coffee at Dunkin' is better than the coffee at Starbucks. Yes. The Starbucks coffee is over-roasted. Like, it's too too much of, like, a burnt roasted flavor. It doesn't actually have coffee flavor. They overdo well, it. And Austin doesn't really drink coffee, so he's just kind of more of yeah, um, his yeah. opinion. So My, between me and Alex, yes, we, yeah, the we believe... See, I believe coffee's better at so Duncan. the the many the many opinions that either texted me or made comments on on Facebook or or Twitter seem like they they felt like this poll question was a little bit uneven because of the donut and breakfast options from Dunkin' compared to the breakfast options from Starbucks. Because I put it into a context of if you at if Starbucks, you're up at, step your game up, then yeah, I mean, at, in the morning, we're, what we're basically asking is, you wake up on a Saturday morning and you're like, I'm gonna go out and get some coffee and and either a bagel or a croissant or you know a donut or whatever. Like, which one of these two places are you gonna go to? And I think most will go to because of the coffee and donut option, Dunkin'. But I think if we put it out in a poll question of which, if you're just going to get coffee, like you're just gonna go get your favorite coffee, are you gonna go to Starbucks or Dunkin'? I think Starbucks would probably lead in a, like I said, 70 to 30 kind of cut if it's just coming. Because, like, I chose Starbucks. And I only chose Starbucks because I'm not a big coffee person. I can't drink it black like you can. There's there's no way I could drink black coffee. But, like, it's, when... It's an acquired taste. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Somebody would have to pay me to do it. Not just pay for my coffee, but pay me to do it. So, I, I think, like... For me, I always get a caramel frappuccino from Starbucks, and that's just literally the only thing I'll get from Starbucks. And if I like when I went to Dunkin' a couple weeks ago, early morning beers. Whew. Um, like when I went to I went to Dunkin' when I went and worked with Newberry College's volleyball a couple weeks ago, and I sat down, had a donut, had an iced caramel latte, and it, it was good. Like don't get me wrong, it was probably worth my money, but like it, it's not even close to a caramel frappuccino for me. But from that's Starbucks. not at that point a caramel frappuccino is no longer co- that's a coffee drink. That's not coffee. Yeah. Whereas Dunkin' is still coffee, and yeah. that frappuccino from Starbucks. That's why I think more of Starbucks are coffee drinks, not more so of just just coffee, coffee in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I never thought of it that way. That it's a coffee drink, not coffee. Like when you kinda add like, in all the other stuff, like Yahoo. Get... It's not chocolate milk. It's a chocolate drink. It's uh, it's pronounced <laughs> Yahoo. 
Oh, Yahoo! Wow! All right. Yahoo News Ooh. and fantasy Ooh. football coming in here. You drinking some fantasy football or something? I Ooh. wish. Man. Speaking of fantasy football, this is the first Sunday of the year. Who's excited for that? Uh, definitely us. I think so. we all are. Betting season is back, everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of betting season, let that inner degenerate <laughs> out, people. Speaking of betting season, we need to go ahead and apologize for anyone that followed our pick sixes this week, as uh, as we are combined, and we still have Sunday. We still have a total of five. Do you have two NFL bets? Yeah. All right. So we have a total of six bets still remaining, but <laughs> right now a total of six wins among the four of us on so, the college football slate. I'm gonna go so. ahead and give that apology. Yeah. <clears throat> Here at the Beer, Bacon, and Bros podcast, we would like to issue a formal apology due to our listeners <laughs> that we made irresponsible and ill-guided picks for the sports bets this weekend. If you have lost any money due to the picks that we have placed, that's on you, not us. We apologize to no one. <laughs> Conor McGregor. <laughs> I'd like to take this chance to apologize to fucking no, no one. <laughs> that's the Antonio Brown apology of the day right there. So, um <laughs> so uh all done with the duncan and starbucks uh we appreciate the re- um responses and votes uh as always you guys make our lives a little bit easier when you get involved in our poll questions uh we will likely have another one coming out um we already have one in mind that i think uh that i think everybody will like so um i am going to take the moment to go through the stat of the day as it's kind of going to lead us into college football so as many noticed and alex actually bet the Miami Hurricanes have started the season 0-2 after dropping to North Carolina yesterday. Um, they were covering your five-point spread all the way down to a minute and one seconds until they gave up a late touchdown to North Carolina. So, so you're telling me the 2-9 and nine Tar Heels from last year are 2-0 two two this year. Yep. So this is the first time that the Hurricanes have gone 0-2 since 1978. 1978. So I think they have Clemson in two weeks as well. So they get ready to go one and three, likely so, or zero and four. <laughs> I've got a theory on why they're starting off so weak this year. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, go for it. Go ahead and buckle up for this one. This one's wild. Okay. So as we all know, <laughs> as you all know, or some of you may not know, the Hurricanes is the mascot for the Miami, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if the reason the Hurricanes football team is doing so bad this year? It's because the hurricanes in the ocean are doing so well, and it's taken away from the power of the football team. Yeah, I didn't like that take at all. <laughs> it's just a theory. It's a theory. I mean, Global warming. We have we've had have had some bad hurricanes stemming back to about 2013. Was probably when the first run of bad hurricanes hit between anywhere between Texas and all the way up to us and above us in North Carolina. Um, it. Miami hasn't had a good football team since before 2012. I think it's a shift in power, man. The Hurricanes football team had its had its run. Now the Hurricanes are actually going to have their run. Miami had a good team. 99, two 2000. Year, no, two years ago, didn't they? They had a a good team. Well, they had a nine win team. They were ago, overrated that they, year. Oh, they were absolutely. They didn't play anybody in the ACC outside of. They played Notre Dame. Because the ACC is full of nobodies except for Clemson. I think they beat Notre Dame in that game. Maybe we didn't. That's when the turnover chain came out. Maybe we didn't have a decent hurricane that year. Yeah, maybe we didn't. So, Uh, so to finish off the side of the day, as many also noticed, the Tennessee Volunteers decided to blow another one and lose to BYU. Shout out to Tyson Williams, former Gamecock, with the game winner, 
and uh, and I think he actually had two rushing touchdowns on like ninety yards. He so did. He did. Um, shout out to him for starting his BYU career and his final season off pretty well. But Tennessee going zero and two for the first time since nineteen eighty eight as well. So two historic programs starting zero and two. And uh, a pretty interesting and shaky day with several upsets and uh, in college football yesterday. Upsets. Yep. Did you the way you said that? I sure did. Tennessee's already looking forward to uh, Manning's brother, uh, Manning's son, in probably like the twenty thirty something class, whenever <laughs> it will be. They're already gonna sign him to a full contract right now. Full contract. Yeah, they're gonna give him money too. <laughs> Tennessee is in a bad spot right now, and they are hoping for any Manning to walk through the door and save them. So Tennessee's head coach is only in his second season. And so Tennessee's head coach is only in his second season. He's already at five and seven. How long's he got? He's got one more year. Yeah, Jeremy Jeremy Pruitt is a first time head coach. He's a previous defensive coordinator under Nick Saban. So he's probably got the rest of this year and next. And next, maybe he's probably on, he's probably on a three to four year window. If he comes out and, and is terrible again next year, they'll probably go ahead and pull the plug. But he's doing really well recruiting wise. You can just tell you can just tell that there's not a schematic and coaching excellence with his staff and himself because he's bringing in good players, but it just it ain't happening for him. So, fun fact: Did you know that Tennessee ranks twelfth as the most wins in college football all time? All time. Yeah. All time. Their record is 833, 383 losses, and 53 ties. Interesting. Interesting. I didn't think they were that who, high up. Who leads? Win percentage of a .677. It's either Texas or Notre Dame has I the say, most who, wins. Who is the all-time lead uh, wins leader it had, in college It had football. gone back and forth. Texas took it over when Colt McCoy was playing, but, of course, Texas has had some down seasons late, so it may not be Texas anymore. I say Notre, and Notre Dame has been – Pretty solid here the past few years. Yeah. So they could have, if, if they, uh, helps when you get to make your own schedule. <laughs> and then you just accidentally join the ACC for six games a year <laughs> and find a way not to play Clemson every single year. Well, they got Clemson next year, so we'll find out. Yeah. I think it's at Notre Dame, too, actually. I think it is. I think I you think are it correct is on that. So I can start at number one or I can start at like number three and work up to number one. How yep. you want it? Top, give me top five. Top five? Top yeah. five. Okay. I'm betting, I'm betting Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Ohio or, State's got to be in there. At like. number five, Alabama. Yeah, that is not. 907 wins, 329 losses, win percentage of 726. First season, 1892. At number four, you have Yale. 907 <laughs> wins, 609, uh, 0.697 win percentage. First season, 1872. At number three, you have the Texas Longhorns. 909 wins, 704 win percentage, and or as I should say, 0.704 win percentage, first season, 1893. Number two, you've got Ohio State, 913 wins, 0.726 win percentage, first season is in 1890. And then number one, you've got Michigan, with an, an impressive lead by 50 wins, 955 wins with a .730 win percentage, first season going back to 1879. Go Blues. Go Blues. Yeah, you mean the people that almost lost to Army yesterday? Hey, it's a win in the win column. They're still undefeated. That's all I'm at. I I swear, if Army would ever find a way to just actually have a somewhat decent passing quarterback and a guy that also isn't 5'8". This is why (laughs) you never, if you are a good team, never – 
schedule a triple mm-hmm. option team in your schedule. It takes you weeks of preparation for this. It's a completely different defense. And Michigan has a great defense. They are good. They are fast. But when you have to plan for that and deal with that, it is miserable. So if you're ever going to be a coach and you want to have a good year, do not schedule a triple option team. I agree. So, um, well, let's take a moment. We we hit on it earlier that we haven't done really well in our pick sixes for the weekend, but let's go ahead and recap the uh, college football half of our pick sixes. So, Adam, you want to go ahead and uh, and take away with your pick sixes? So, starting off with my pick sixes, we had first starting off the Clemson A&M over of 64. Uh, both teams were supposed to be some high-powered offenses. Well, they were not on display yesterday. <laughs> they uh, combined for 24 and 10, so 34 points total. But I did pair that with the A&M plus 17 and a half. So, that I did win on which was, you know, plus in the column. And then the other college football game I took, I had Wyoming minus seven against Texas State, and they covered by nine. And then lastly, I had the Texas versus LSU. Um, In LSU at night, I thought those defenses were going to come out strong. So I took an under of 55 and a half. It was at Texas, not LSU. that's, that's That's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Let me rephrase that. Forgot it was at Texas because that's where game day was. Matthew McConaughey was a special guest picker over there. But either way, I took the under of 55 and a half. Did not fare, fare well for me. Lost that one pretty bad. Uh, Chris, you want to take it away on yours? Yeah, so, um, and you looked really good. I watched the Texas game last night being growing up a bit of a Texas fan. So, uh, you looked really good at halftime. It was 20-7, to 7, so a total of 27 points. You were right there at about the halfway mark. But um, LSU dropped 22, and Texas dropped 17 in the fourth quarter alone. So, uh, sorry. Uh, I had first pick was Auburn over with Tulane. Auburn came out looking really good against Oregon last week. Didn't score a whole lot of points, but – I thought an easy game at home against a you know a high-powered offensive Tulane team, but not a good defensive Tulane team. Uh, I really thought Auburn was going to be able to come out and probably drop 35 or 40 points, and then Tulane just needed to give me about 10 to cover it. So um, that didn't happen. So Bo Nix looked terrible in his second start. Ended up with like a 45% completion percentage and, and only threw one touchdown. So um, our young freshman in, in uh, Ryan Haliski looked a lot better than their young freshman on that point. but. Uh, either way, didn't come anywhere close. Only got to about 30 points. Uh, the Clemson over, I think we all thought the same thing. You know, having two high-powered offenses, Clemson's defense didn't look really great against Georgia Tech. But um, I knew that was going to fail. When all three, when of all us, three, <laughs> when all three of us wanted to take it, I was going to bet it and I was going to put money on it. And then I looked at all three of us having it, and I said, "There is no way I should honestly bet the under." And I. I said it right before the game. I was like, I should bet this under. I should bet this under. I should bet this under and watch the game. And I was like, yeah, I just lost out on money because I didn't so, bet the under. So do it. So you should have bet the under, Austin? Yeah. Yes, I should have. It was yeah. – did, did he say he should have bet the under? Is that what he said? It is. Yeah. It's he, one of those things. I wanted to bet the under. Was it's, it was It's it one of those under? things. It's like the Super Bowl um, last year. Did it go under? Yeah, the Super Bowl definitely did. It, it was like the Super Bowl. I think all four of us in this room took the over of the Super Bowl last year. Oh, don't even. No, we're and, not even going to talk about and last it was, year's Super Bowl. It was that just, was just a mess. It was just miserable. Like yeah. when we all four agree on something on a bet, if we all four, for future notes, 
if we all four agree on something on a future bet, put at least $300 on the opposite because that thing is not hitting. 100% guaranteed this so, is the easiest money you'll ever make. So I want to explain something real quick to the listeners. So when we do our pick sixes, I, I am collecting them on a note. And at, at the point, I'm the only person that actually knows what every single person takes. But I do mine first and don't change it. And everybody comes in with – their picks and then we put them into a note we screenshot it and we send it out and it's official and there's no changing it so there was no way for like austin to know that alex took south carolina minus 40 which did cover and then there's no way for um alex to know that all of us took the clemson over as well so um so we we don't we don't get any hint into what other people are taking so that's that's why you see something like this and Austin saying you better go ahead and bet the complete opposite of what we're all agreeing on but i shouldn't have changed mine i i, I did make a late minute change on one of mine and it failed it was miserable was it the ohio state one it was the one? charleston southern oh yeah the change to charleston southern plus 40 so in theory it's probably a good idea with a freshman quarterback but i mean they 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 just ran the ball all day. So uh, to finish up mine, um, the Clemson over didn't hit. Uh, I took the West Virginia and Missouri over because both offenses looked really good in week one, and I thought this is definitely a high-powered uh, offense with Kelly Bryant versus the new quarterback from um, Oklahoma that transferred to West Virginia and Kendall. And, uh, and West Virginia absolutely got their faces stomped in by Missouri. So – um, didn't quite cover, but it, it was it was still probably 10 points away. And then Oregon did cover the 24. They did not look good in the first quarter, uh, but Justin Herbert came out and ended up throwing five touchdowns on like 400 yards, and they destroyed uh, Nevada. And that will cover up my half of the college football picks. Uh, Austin, you want to go next? Um, so one of my late-minute changes, I had an NFL game in there. Um, I don't remember what it was. Was it Browns minus – point it, it was a, one of my nfl bets that i'm going to take the day um i had it in there and then when the usc game line finally came out it came out like late friday night um like right before the game and i saw it was at 40 and i was like oh my god this is unreal carolina will never cover a 40 point spread just because we like to run the ball when we get up and we had a freshman quarterback all it had to take was a quarter of him just not being good and like a 40 point spread is hard to cover. And we were covering that spread at halftime. I'm happy to say that it's one of those that I kind of like to lose because I bet against my own team. But, um, so my other one was the Ohio state over. I lost it. It was at 53. Ohio state scored 49 points themselves, but didn't give up any points. So that kind of screwed me. Um, Penn, Penn state minus 29. They had a backdoor cover from hell. They were uh, they were down at halftime and ended up winning that game by 32. So that was a great sight to see. Um, and the Clemson over, like like I said, we we all liked it, so I knew it was going to be bad, and it was bad. But overall, I still had a good day because I didn't bet anything that was on my pick six. Granted, I was probably smart by doing that. So I had about 14 total bet or total picks this week, and. Uh, my on my pick six in college, I was one for four, but outside of that, I was like eight and three. So I, it, it was kind of a nice weekend outside of the pick sixes, but the pick sixes were bad. Um, so we could have. There's a very good chance that we could have the loser this week only have a one win. 
and that would be between me and Chris. So at this point, all four of us are very close, very close. Yeah, at this point, any one of us could possibly be spinning the wheel because I'm set with all mine, my wins because I've got no more games played, but you guys have just enough games left to where I may not be the worst one out there. Yeah, we. you have two wins. Me and Chris have one win. Um, Adam has two, two wins, wins with a game left to play. You have two games left to play. That's why I told you earlier. The Cowboys, the, Cowboys and Rams. Yeah, yeah you this, you got, are the one with the best chance yeah, to, to survive four right wins. now. Yeah, I get four wins. Well, well no, with one you, with one win you, you survive. Yeah, because with one win you pass Alex. Yep. So, I, yeah. I could end up with four on the. It, weekend. it doesn't matter. It doesn't All you matter. need is one, not to spin. So, but the 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 tough scenario. I am absolutely going to be a Carolina Panthers fan today because both you and Austin have the Rams minus three. So, Go Rams. I also took Go Christian Rams. McCaffrey in my FanDuel lineup today. So. Todd that- Gurley, um, <laughs> please, please, Todd Gurley. Just- Todd Gurley, let me get you about 200 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, today. I got him in my FanDuel league. Let's go, baby. I got him on fantasy. And then uh, Cowboys, let's let's go ahead and beat the got- Giants by about 10 today. How about that? That would be I a got, good win. I got some bangers. Let's get- And let's get Zeke about 200 yards and two touchdowns. I, yeah, I'm, gr- I'm good with Zeke. I got some bangers for – Opening week of and football. That, that can just, go. Let's just I don't say know, I've had this date. To Michael Gallup as well. That would be good. Shut the fuck up, Dallas. Um, all, right, all right. Let Alex cover his pick six, and then we'll roll into oh, week God. one of NFL football because I know y'all are about to get on a tangent. Okay, so I started off with the first pick. I took Boise State to win by 12 points. Well, they won, but by a single touchdown. So that sucked. They, they also took a knee on the three-yard line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have so, covered Boise <laughs> State. I had faith in them last week to beat Florida State. They did. And then I was like, you know what? They're playing against Marshall. They can beat those guys by more than just, you know, 12 points. That's just two touchdowns. That's all they got to get. And they somehow shit the bed on that one against Marshall of all teams. Don't know how that fucking happened. And then for my second pick, I took Michigan to win by 22 against Army. You know, I figured military academies usually don't hang up really well against these power five schools in football. So took that and Michigan won by three points and what was it? Double overtime. Yeah. Double overtime. Shit the bet on that one too. Say Army was a ten win team last year and won their bowl game. Uh, Austin said they won eleven games last year, right? It was we were, eleven. Yeah, eleven. Because we were even, talking ten even, regular season and then one in bowl, the bowl game. game. Yeah. Yeah, but you also have to remember who they play throughout the entire year though. Yeah. They also beat Navy. I was about to say they did. Oh ooh. my god! Okay, they, they did have a big. Austin's, I mean, Adam's mic is muted now. <laughs> they did have a big win last year. I don't remember who it was, but it was a. Yeah, it was like UCF maybe or Houston or one of. I I think they did beat UCF. I think you're right about that. I think they beat UCF. They beat Houston in the bowl game. They beat the dog crap out of Houston in the bowl game. I'm telling you, dude. I would not, as a coach, get, there's no way in hell I would schedule a triple option team because it is so much preparation and it is so harder. It's literally like you're learning uh, it's apples and oranges from a new off or a regular off. Cut your mic off because you were going on a run there. So then for the third one, I took Texas A&M to win by 17. Or no, to, just to not lose by more than 17. Took them at plus 17. Uh, that one covered because they only lost by 14 points. So that was a win for me. So then the next game I had was the FAU Florida Atlantic. Went with Lane Kiffin again for the second week in a row. I'm done doing that now because 
I said they weren't going to lose by more than 10 points. They lost by 30 fucking four. So there's that one. Just let that stew. <laughs> the next game was the Miami Hurricanes. You know, I, I run that theory out there about the Hurricanes are taking powers from the actual Hurricanes. Well, so they were going to win by more than five. They lost. Fantastic. To North Carolina. North Carolina's off to a hot start like we covered a little bit earlier. And to finish it all up, I was the only one here to have faith that South Carolina was going to win by more than 40 points. And as we all should know, they won by 62. So I'm just going to let that let that stew on the uh, my co-host here because they have no faith, and I do. Let's recap now just the week two of college football. Let's do a quick recap um, for those who care and those who may not actually care. Like you said, though, Carolina, we won by 62. Clemson went out and got their win. Uh, any other notable wins on the on the day? Yeah, Florida State pulled one out in double overtime versus uh, Louisiana yeah, Monroe. Monroe. <laughs> Kansas lost to Coastal Carolina. Um, Syracuse went down to Maryland. Got destroyed. So, yeah, sorry, Maryland's Clemson. Actually you're not looking getting, pretty good right now. Their their offense is really. Nebraska good. went down in overtime. Nebraska is so overrated. Uh, God. Nebraska's up there with the overation of Florida. So, for those who care, the Citadel lost to Elon. So, we're not looking great right now. We're 0-2. Stanford lost. Sorry, James. You called it. I give you credit. We were sitting in the tailgate yesterday. California beat number 14, Washington. And at 5 in the morning our time. Oh, yeah. I said to hammer the over because two backup quarterbacks, both teams were playing backup quarterbacks in that Stanford-USC game. And I was like, what better storyline than them to come out here and throw for like four touchdowns each? And I do believe they did one of them threw for four touchdowns. Yeah, the Southern California quarterback threw for four touchdowns, which Alex called yesterday as well. He said JT Daniels is not getting his job back when he comes back next year, and you were absolutely correct. The Southern California quarterback went off. And it was purely off of the the, the circumstances around that. USC's starting quarterback, Southern Cal's starting quarterback, was a fr- true freshman that left high school early, so he was – 18 years old, should have been playing his senior year of football, now playing for the University of Southern Cal, tears his meniscus. And I'm like – and we were talking about how, you know, leaving school early never really turns out well for people. And I was kind of on the the track of he's now going to get hurt, the backup's going to come in, this backup's going to take his job, and this true freshman's going to have left high school early, gotten injured, and then now lose his job at this Power 5 school. And he's probably going to have to end up transferring. Yesterday was also a, ba- a bad day for kickers in the league. Um, there was a lot of missed kicks in games. Um, for the Atlantic game, there was like five missed kicks. And the over miss by six points. What a bad day for whoever bet that. Oh, yeah, that was me. But there's a lot of missed kicks in a lot of games. Um, so, And I know, I know we had talked about it yesterday, about taking the Alabama – Plus the what fifty four and a half, or and something they did like not that. cover. They did not cover. Beat them. Beat New Mexico State though, sixty two to ten. Did you see the rant Nick Saban went on? No, I did not. Somebody apparently one of the reporters somehow the question was kind of brought up to why they're playing these small time schools that stand no chance, and he went on this rant saying they're they're playing out of conference teams that are willing to play them. He's like, you go ahead and pick up the phone, and try to get me a better university to come out here and play us. He's like, they won't. They won't come out here. These small-time schools are the only ones willing to take the money and then take the loss. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would do it. I didn't have to play Alabama. I don't think I would want to play them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, well, the other like you're not going to get a 
you're not going to get Alabama and Michigan or Alabama and Ohio State or Alabama and Clemson early in the season like that. So you're not going to get mean, that at all. But you'll get it in the yeah you'll get it in the playoffs. You're going to get it in the playoffs. But could, but. I mean, I feel like like why couldn't you go out and get like a an Alabama and Iowa, Alabama and Nebraska, you know something that's because any they, of, they don't really well, you, stand too big of a chance of winning their division. You know, winning their conference. Hell, that's but, where game day is at next week. Iowa they, State. But they still have, you know, that's still a Power Five school that could come out and at least give you a good showing. Hopefully, yeah. I I don't know that you convince Iowa to do it. I mean, Alabama would need like a what team about like Hawaii. Then oh, but that's like playing New Mexico State. I yeah, mean, that's but the same thing as playing New Mexico State or Duke. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You won't. You're get just. It. You're not. If you if you're someone not get a Power Five team, to if if someone play even Alabama? even believes they have a chance of doing anything realistic on the season, they're not going to schedule Bama. Yeah. yeah. Because what it, what happens if – because you have to schedule three years in advance or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's somewhere between five and three years. Yeah, so what happens when you, you're recruiting really well and you're thinking this year, this team in three to four years is going to be your team and you say, let's schedule, let's schedule Bama. Let's take the money and schedule Bama. And you're undefeated until you play Bama. And you get you're just obliterated by Bama. There's no chance that you're moving forward into the playoffs. And it's going to be even worse if they expand the playoffs. If they expand the playoffs, there's really no chance Alabama's going to get any good games because that's going to put a bigger, bigger bracket for people who think well, they can make the playoffs. I actually think different than that I, because if they what they've talked about is when they expand the playoffs to like eight teams, they're going to take the winner of each Power Five conference. So the Pac-12 is guaranteed to get somebody in. If you're Oregon or Washington and you play Alabama beginning of the year, it's a good game. If you happen to just win it, then oh yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna win our conference. And even if we don't win our conference, we'll get an at-large bid because we beat Bama earlier in the year. But if you lose it. It really doesn't hurt you that much because now the only goal you have to focus on is winning your conference, and you're still going to get in the playoffs. So maybe, maybe if they expand it, there's a chance for that. But I mean, you like Austin mentioned earlier, if you're going to be one of those teams that is going to challenge Bama earlier in the year, you're going to be one of those teams that you you feel like okay, we're ranked 27th or 28th, and if we happen to just win week one, we'll be in the top 25. And then you know, if we lose to Bama, it's not going to ruin our season because we're going to end up losing to. I don't know. Let's say it's Nebraska, right? And Nebraska's in the top 25. They win week one, and they're like, well, we're going to lose to Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State this year anyways. So, you know, what are we worried about? We're not going to win our conference anyways. But it also sucks for a locker room. Like, to go out there and get obliterated by Bama and to be in that locker room, you're just sitting there and, like, it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. But do let's not forget last year – the Citadel was tied ten to ten and a half with Alabama. Let's throw that out there. What was the final score of that game? Like, I'm not going to talk about the final. Like, I'm just saying at half. <laughs> it was like forty three to ten or something they, like that. They lost by fifty. Yeah, they lost by fifty. I think. Hey, just a cool statement. Alabama under Nick Saban has never covered a fifty point spread. Just throwing that out there. That's because they got they actually like pull a guy out of the stands that is uh, the son of a big donor or hey, something to go out there and play quarterback. Hey, he just put somebody's jersey I, I, on. I don't care. If they're over a 50-point spread, bet the other team. Don't watch the game because it's miserable. If you take a 50-point spread, it's miserable watching the it's game. It's also because uh, Nick Saban doesn't run the score up like Dabo Sweeney does. See, that's the thing. When you're betting, you don't want a coach like that. You don't want the Nick Saban. 
jack that score up. Yeah, yeah. You you want the US, UCF coach? That's the coach you want because that motherfucker will run up a score on anybody, <laughs> any real quick. That's because he's trying to get a job promotion, man. He don't want to be at UCF his entire. He career. will run that thing up real quick. And that's why I love betting UCF overs and UCF because they will run the score up. There was a lot of big scores this weekend, though. Georgia put up sixty three. We put up seventy two. Oklahoma put up seventy. Alabama put up sixty something. All right, the three, the four teams you just named played high school teams, basically. Well, I mean, yeah, but Murray was, State, played yeah, Ohio Georgia. State, Ohio State won forty two to nothing. Oh, that was a decent game. Charleston um, Southern. You play. You literally named New off Mexico New State. Mexico State, Charleston Southern, Murray State, and North Dakota State. North North, Dakota. No, sorry, North Dakota, not North Dakota State. North Dakota. Yeah. So yeah, you well, got. Hey, remember the over. Remember talent. the overrated. Remember the overrated team we've been all talking about, Florida. They cruised to a comfortable win of forty-five to nothing over UT Martin. Good, good. So again, betting betting season is back. Okay, mm-hmm. first two weeks. Who you got? What you think? I I, I still think it's going to be another matchup of of Clemson and Alabama, but um, nope, no, no. Clemson's going to drop a game. They they won't make it. If they face off, if they face off against Georgia in the playoffs, or they lose a regular season game, Clemson will not be back in the finals this year. I say I thought Syracuse was going to be the chance to beat Clemson. That's what, that's, and, that's what and I predicted. Mean, nope. And they just haven't. Nope. They have not have not looked good. So I, I think they're going to go up next week to Syracuse. And oh, that just, just gives it more of a them. story, man. They look they they look bad all year so far, and then Clemson comes into Syracuse and Syracuse whoops that I ass. Have a, I have a really important message. Go ahead. This is to Mac Brown of the Tar Heels. You play Clemson at your home stadium. You have a shitty team, but you have pulled off two miracle wins. I would love you to death for the rest of my life if you just beat the living shit out of Clemson at home. <laughs> I, I think he could. Like I, Mac's it, a good coach, it, dude. If you put coaching talent up, Mac is a better coach than Dabo. The teams are not equal by no means. But if that's a game at halftime, if it's a close game anywhere within a touchdown, you need to watch the second half of that game because Mac Brown could pull that one off. That that's the thing. Clemson Clemson, if they play competitive games throughout the year where they're in the game at halftime, and you have to rely on your coaches, I don't trust Dabo in a lot of big games. I always have said Dabo is a cheerleader and not a coach. And that Venerables and his coordinators are what makes the team. And I still believe that. So if that game comes down to a close game at half, watch UNC for the upset. So I completely agree. I do think Dabo is not an actual coach in the sense of that he makes coaching decisions. It's always his offensive or defensive coordinators that get the spotlight. He's He's a manager. He can manage the team. He can get them motivated. That's about it. But North Carolina is going to be Rolling into week five against Clemson undefeated, they will be a 4-0 team because the only two teams they have left before Clemson is Wake Forest at Wake Forest and then App State comes to Chapel Hill. App they're, State's they're, no pushover. They just they're la- they just lost their running back to a torn ACL though. But still, App State's no North joke Carolina's of a team. not no pushover either. They've shown that. But going back to the Clemson talk that we were talking about, looking through Clemson's schedule, seeing where they might they might screw up. Clemson is going to Chapel Hill to play in that North Carolina game. They also are going to Syracuse. They are going to Louisville. Going to North Carolina State, that usually never really goes well for them. And then they are coming to Columbia. There's chances in there for them to lose a game or two. 
I, I, I don't see them being in the, the finals. I don't see them being in the championship game. Just it's not happening. This won't work out. But the uh, even even if they don't lose a game in the regular season, they'll play ACC championship, which will probably end up being is North a Carolina joke. Again. Yeah, it'll end up being North Carolina or Pitt or somebody on that end. But is North Carolina on the other side of the bracket? Yes, they're on the yeah. other side of the bracket. So um, or the other the other division of the ACC. But I mean, you get them into the playoffs, and like Austin mentioned, you get them playing Georgia, you get them playing Oklahoma, you get them playing Ohio State, or was it you? Yeah, I I don't. I don't I don't know. I still think because Clemson is as far as talent goes is still the most talented team or the second most talented team behind Alabama as far as overall player talent. But, you know, you lose a game, you don't come in, you know, smart or, you know, you just don't play it right, so. Hey, uh so big news on the Heisman front. None of the front runners have looked good. No. None of them have boosted stats. You know who has looked good though? Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, Taylor's a freaking animal. But um, none of none of the quarterbacks that were projected to win it, Tua hasn't played great. Uh, Clemson's two. You can't make a case for either one of them right now. Jalen Hurts is looking phenomenal. Jalen Hurts, twelve. 12- Twelve hundred. I was about to bring up Jalen Hurts. I yeah, was like, hey, he's doing pretty solid. He was a plus twelve hundred bet. He's twelve to one to win. Um, so yeah, that's been the big case. You know who looks the best after week two? Purdue's quarterback. He has nine hundred yards passing in two weeks, and has nine touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has eight hundred and fifty yards, I think, total offense with twelve touchdowns. Something like that. I mean, it, so I mean, he's looking just as good. Yeah. None of the none of the favorites are looking good it's 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 a good time in college football like that is that is what you want to see in college football because to sit up here and watch Tua round two and trevor lawrence go hand to hand it's like of course they play for the best team like why would you want them in the heisman run you want some outlier that's just going to come out here and blow up the score and like it's good for college football you know who looks really good right now making a little bit of a shift here antonio brown he does. He looks fucking fantastic. <laughs> hey, that one-year $15 million deal with the Patriots looking uh, real fantastic, is it not, everybody? We were sitting in a tailgate yesterday, and Adam was ready to cry because Antonio Brown was not going to be playing week one, and he's like, I, been, I got him in two fantasy leagues. and blah, 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 blah. You know will, what? It's going to be worth week two and on, big guy, because now he's with Tom Brady. And then he, he will suck. He will suck. Oh, he's going to – he's going to – no, no. I had faith in him sucking – because he had Derek Carr, Nathan Peterman he, throwing him the rock. Uh, Tom Brady can feed that fucking rock. I'll tell you who was the big winner of the Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon. Just that just saved Josh Gordon because the reason is who are you going to double team now, Josh Gordon or Antonio Brown? Antonio Antonio Brown. Brown no. Josh Gordon's going to get so many one on ones, and he's a bigger body receiver. You put a one on one with Josh Gordon, throw him a jump ball. He's coming down with it. If you got Julian Edelman, you are looking really good this year. Because the but the problem the, with Brown is he's a deep ball receiver and Brady's arm is, I mean he still he can still sling the rock but those deep balls, the last couple of years haven't looked as good. Granted he's still a great quarterback, so I don't know how well this Brown Brady combo is going to work. I think it will work good, but not great. So he'll still probably be a thousand yard receiver, ten eight, touchdowns, eight to ten touchdowns on the year. Oh yeah, yeah I'm not saying he's going to be like slack or anything but do you think he's going to be a wide receiver one yes in, in fantasy leagues yeah, yeah I, I, I think he'd be on the borderline i think he'd be around 10 12 range my thing is we know damn well that 
Tom Brady does not stick up with this like crybaby bullshit. So I'm kind of surprised to see this happen so quickly that the Patriots were so quickly to get Antonio Brown. And Bill, Bill Belichick doesn't like the crybaby bullshit that Tom Brady pulls. Go back to looking at the um, who was the was it Garoppolo was the backup quarterback and all that shit came out. Yeah, uh, when they traded Jimmy Garoppolo and Tom Brady was crying about like you know that his that, that he felt like he was going to get ready to get forced out because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and then Belichick wanted to play the better quarterback, he thought, and then the owner and Tom Brady teamed up and forced the trade and all that. So I'm kind of interested to see how this, how AB is going to work in New England. If he can destroy the locker room from within, more power to him. I would love to see that. <laughs> if the Patriots imploded from the inside, just oh, would love to see that happen. But at the same time, like that deal that was made, I mean, he, him getting released by the Raiders to then being signed by the Patriots was what? Two to four hours. It was in the work. It had to have been in the works already. So it had like, to have been. That was a quick turnaround as far as releasing and assigning to another team. You know how many people? You, how many? How many ducks in a row you have to get for that to happen? And they did it in within hours. Is what they're trying to tell us. Well, he's not officially signed yet. So he. They yeah, could, but they agreed to a contract within they, three hours. They they had already agreed to the money amount and the length and all that stuff. They it just well, had to it wasn't up even. Yet. It wasn't even three hours. It well, was. Th- it was less is, than two. This is a big thing with that. That. As soon as he becomes unrestricted free agent, it is it is like a fire sale. So I bet you he received eight offers before he got all before he got everything settled with New England. But the thing was, Brown had an idea where he wanted to go. Uh, maybe not New England, but he wanted to go to a playoff worthy team. We all know that he he saw Oakland. He realized, oh shit, this is a terrible ran team. Get me out of here. And I think he forced his way out. We kind of all kind of agree with that. But at the end of the day, he knew where he wanted to go, and New England came. And I I could see how it happened that quickly just because it's the best it's the best fit for him. I mean, it's a playoff team. I say, I, I think he did what he had to do, like you were saying, just to get himself out of Oakland. So if he had to act foolish for, you know, a couple days – Threaten the GM, you know, complain about his helmet, this, that, and the other. I think he did what he had to do to try and get out of there without it actually him being the bad guy, per se, but he kind of still is. <laughs> yeah. So, do y'all remember years ago when they picked up Randy Moss? Like when Randy was going through all of his like psychotic stuff as well, and they picked up Randy? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So, the first year that they had Randy Moss, they went 16-0. and and a lot of people are comparing this move to the Randy Moss move because of how talented Antonio still is. And shift-wise, they're now the favorite to win the Super Bowl, Vegas bets-wise. Bill Belichick's got some big balls. This Brown deal, getting up iffy Brown, and the Josh Gordon deal. I mean, he's still riding the Josh Gordon train, even though Josh has been on and off and on and off. And then you bring, you bring Brown into that locker room too. Like he he believes in himself way too much for my my belief. I don't know like I don't know how I feel about this yet because I feel like they've had a they've had a good trend of taking in some some people with some personal issues and and still having enough talent to be worth the personal issues. You know, like the like the guys always say the crazy hot scale when it comes to women and, and like this is, there's a, there's a tipping of crazy and talented skill in the NFL and in other professional sports. And clearly, 
clearly New England is always willing to, if the talent is there, take on the crazy. But I think Antonio Brown is a different type of crazy. Like, even beyond T.O., Chad Ochocinco, when Randy was having his issues. What's up with all these receivers? Because, like, he just named, like, five great receivers. But they're all they're all they got bad shit. mental issues, yeah. Bad shit. So, but I don't know. This this is a big moment in Patriots fan history because this could be the end. You could be at the top of the hill right now and they could be starting the downhill. This could be the Antonio Brown causing all this kind of drama could be the reason that Tom retires. If Tom has a bad year and then it's fighting with Tom and Brown and then you could see Tom leave. You could see Brown. They wasted a bunch of money on Brown. Like, this could be a bad spot. This could be either really good or really bad. I don't think there's a medium ground that it could be for New England. I, I see that this could go very, very badly for them real quickly. Uh, A.B. can come in, cause all that drama. And as we mentioned earlier, A.B. is going to be taking most of the double coverage now. So he's going to be right back to the same situation he was unhappy with in Pittsburgh. He's got a Pro Bowl quarterback. Still not targeting him too much because even though Tom Brady's the the GOAT, arguably, that he's not going to want to take that chance and try to feed it through that double coverage. Not arguably. Tom Brady is the GOAT. We'll get into that in a different discussion. Different different day. But but he's not the GOAT. And then he's Antonio Brown's going to be – Antonio Brown literally went back to the exact same situation. Great quarterback, great offense. A great number two receiver that's going to be threatening to Antonio Brown now. He's got to deal with that again. And then he's going to have to deal with the double coverage. The same teams in the AFC that he didn't like playing against because they were covering him well enough that they would try to spread the ball elsewhere. He's back in the exact same situation he was in Pittsburgh, just a different team. I agree with that. I agree with that. What if they kind of change up his role, though? What if they make him like a slot guy? No, he will not like that. They will not like that. They won't. They have Edelman. but Why would they, they do, do that? If they do that, he can get his touches that he's looking for. He wouldn't be double covered, but yes, then you'd be running like a, a two-slot he's, receiver. He's versus. not built like that. He has breakaway speed. He doesn't have the footwork to be no, that I, slot. I even forgot that he's, freaking Julian Edelman was out there. Like he's got At Pittsburgh, he had one good receiver to deal with. Now in New England, he's got two. He's not going to get as many targets, and I don't think Tom Brady's going to give into the, oh, throw it to me, please. He's, yeah. he's not going to handle that. He's not. And then that's what I was going to get to your point. He, he's going to be an X or a Y receiver. He's going to be spread out wide. He's going to be running post well, yeah, routes. I, he's I, be running I go mean, routes. I feel like that's going to be are, his role anyway. But I was just, They are not going to change anything for him. And that's, oh, what, I, that's what Antonio's going to have to learn. His, his agent. He, his, he his, wants his touches. I, and they he, don't he's give. not going to get nearly as many as he did. No. His agent did say that he is full, he is fully – Acceptable with buying into the Patriots way. He better because I'm telling you right now they don't give a, That's a shit bunch of what shit. he wants. <laughs> They're trying to save Antonio Brown's image. That's all yeah, that is. I agree with that. And um, I was reading earlier. There's Pittsburgh players coming out all the way back to 2012 talking about how he was a shithead. In 2012, he was he just got his first contract extension from Pittsburgh, and at practice one day he was arguing and getting all up in the defensive coordinator's face. And the defensive coordinator Dick LeBeau was highly respected loved by the entire defense like he was their he was their lord and savior like you don't you don't argue with dick lebeau it got to the point that it was so bad that troy palomalu went up to the receivers coach and said hey i'm just letting you know all receivers are live targets from here on out and then walked away and the offensive coordinator and the receivers coach was like antonio brown's about to die like troy palomalu is <laughs> hunting his head if you piss off the most calm mild manner safety the nfl's probably ever seen in troy palomalu 
That you was hit a nerve. Of, that was one of the hardest hitting safeties I think I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, but he was but, but he, he was, was mild mannered. He oh, was yeah, a I, nice guy off the field. He, he yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, but he was on the field. You you were he was the lion and you were the gazelle and you were dead to him exactly so when that dude walks up to your coach and goes just letting you know what's about to happen you should probably take his word for it that he's hunting some heads on that practice field back to, it goes back to 2012 that Antonio Brown's been acting this way he's not going to change it just because it's Bill Belichick and Tom Brady all right all right I got a hot take then no, hold on hold on one one second before you go back to the Patriots thing Gronk will be back before week 13 not in June. He will. It, it's literally the perfect case situation. You retire for the regular season. You walk back into the playoffs. You get a little extra side money, and you win the Super Bowl. All right. I, I bet you Gronk probably woke up, saw the news, or didn't wake up, but he he checked his phone, you know, through his midday rage drinking that Gronk probably was doing, and saw what happened. He was like, "Oh shit!" Yep. He was like, like he he pulled up his he pulled up his agent's phone number, looked at it, thought about calling, was like. Uh, no, I want to go back. Do I want to go no, back? No, that's the thing. He doesn't want to go back for the regular season. No. Gronk doesn't want to play 13 games a year, doesn't want to deal with injuries. He wants to play five games, four or five games, whatever it takes. Uh, all right, so I have a hot take, and I want all, I want. To, we're going to take an over-under. For all, all three of you are going to take over-unders. Here we go. Over-under, the Patriots cut Antonio Brown – I'm putting it at week 11. You could take 11 and under or 12 and beyond. They're going to cut Antonio Brown because of his bullshit. I'm going to say the I guess over I'm going to say they don't cut him at all. I say he's going to make it through the year, make it through the season, and then next season he's going to be looking for a new team. I kind of agree they won't cut him. I think it's just going to go horribly wrong, and I think Bill Belichick's going to I don't know, I'm kind of hoping that the the Patriots are going to be kind of like that. Uh, I'll just sit in the corner and shut your crybaby mouth. Like, if, if it goes bad, it goes bad. You're supposed to be buying into our mindset. We're not cutting you. We're not giving you what you want. We're just going to make you ride the bench and hold you down here it, and punish him that way. It won't go bad at all. Um, I think I think they won't cut him. I think they have kind of told Brown, hey, your image looks like shit right now. Um, come buy in with us for a year. We're just going to pay you for a year. Come compete for a Super Bowl, and we'll save your image. Because that, that's all that he needs to do right now. He's a great receiver, but his image is damaged, and he needs to save that 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 image. All right, new take then, new take. What happens first? Antonio Brown gets benched for a game because he's not complying with the Patriot way, or Rob Gronkowski comes back to the Patriots and actually is on the active roster? Gronk. Uh, no, Antonio Brown gets benched. Because they, they won't bench him. They, it's, it's not Belichick. It, he doesn't want the drama. They will they will keep him out there. They will keep him somewhat happy. Granted, he might only get eight targets a game. But it's, it's going to be somewhat happy. They are trying – they will try to make this a happy relationship. Granted, they, it's going to be hard. I, I guarantee you that Antonio Brown at one point in time during this year is going to tweet – Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Some sort of lashing out about the Patriots, Belichick, or Tom Brady. He's going to throw a crybaby fit out off the field somewhere. And then he may not get benched, but he won't be targeted at all during the game, and it's just going to create a vicious cycle. So that didn't answer the question. Is no, I don't. Get- no, Gronk's not coming back, and he won't get benched. Okay. Whoa. Neither, they'll, they'll, they neither will, one. All right. No, because they'll the, – the Patriots will – 
I, I don't think they'll bench him because like they can see they see what kind of drama it causes. They'll just stop throwing his ass the ball. So does does this mean the New England Patriots are now going to win the Super Bowl this year because they added Antonio Brown? They, uh, like you said earlier, I think they are now the fav- the heavy favorites, um, at least out of the AFC. And so I'd I'd like to fuck fuck no. I'd like to see him not win it. When's the last time someone's back to back? Um, early two thousands. When the Patriots did it? No, I don't. I don't. Did the Patriots do it in two thousand one and then two thousand two? I think maybe. Okay. So no, I, I mean it's just not the Patriots' way. They don't back to back. It's granted they're a great team. They might go back to back. They've been to what the last three? They've been three straight. Yeah. Yep. And I think. It, I think what yeah, happen? I think the NFC's got too many strong opponents coming out, and then the AFC. There's some good teams out there that have got the opportunity to beat the Patriots, and I don't think adding Antonio Brown should really make that much of a difference because their offensive scheme is going to have to change a little bit to fit him in, number one, but defenses playing them have completely now changed their tactics. I see. I mean, out of the NFC, I still think it's going to be like the Rams or somebody coming out of the NFC. And Eagles. Then, and then not not at all the Who Eagles. Who that? Who that? Who that? But, yeah, I say the Rams and the Saints out of the NFC are probably your two front runners. But then AFC, like, you, sh- I mean, the Chiefs can, I think, give the Patriots a run for their money this year. and hopefully- So you're saying you're a Cowboys fan and it's not y'all's year? No. It's always y'all's year. It's always next year, too. This is absolutely not your year. <laughs> how do you feel about – you're wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey for those. Obviously, you can't see us, but um, how do you feel about the Packers, especially after a week one win Garbage. over the Bears? Let's fucking go. Garbage. Aaron Rodgers, smoothest move I've ever heard. Walks into the presser. So, how do you feel about the low-scoring game? We have we finally have a fucking defense. That is a bold <laughs> move by a quarterback. It was one of my greatest takes ever because this man has struggled and struggled. But their defense. Granted, I am a hundred percent out on Mitchell Trubisky, and that's why I do not believe in Chicago because it all relies on them. And before that game, I took Green Bay to win outright, plus one twenty one thirty-five money line, but. Chicago, you shouldn't be worried about a kicker. You should be worried about your quarterback right now. I'm more worried about the fact that Aaron Rodgers only had me 12 points the entire game. It's Chicago's defense. It's literally. He had zero points in his first three drives, I think. It's the best defense in the league. Dude, man, still still have more than 12 points. You, You can tell there's a difference. So, like. I've always been a big Aaron Rodgers fan and and a somewhat of a Packers and Saints fan, but you can tell there's a difference in the way that Matt Lafleur is running the offense for Green Bay, and it's not a it's not a it's not the whole checking at the line thing which they made publicity about this summer. It's more of he's running a very Nick Saban conservative offense of we're gonna we're gonna commit to running the football. Aaron Rodgers is still gonna get his chance, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers throwing forty plus times a game. You can tell that they don't want that anymore. They don't want the hits and on it, him. Well, not just that. I think a, a lot of their defensive issues has been three and outs in the past, and it's been, a, well, let's get up. Aaron Rodgers throws three straight passes, and they're 0-3, oh, and, and the defense is back on the field, and that tires your defense down. And you could tell that, like, in that game, that's what they were committing to doing is running the football, taking their time, no no-huddle plays, you know, walk up to the line of scrimmage. Aaron was killing the clock. I mean, Aaron was literally getting balls off with one second on the play clock several times, even in a drive. So, I, I just think that – I actually was pretty impressed by the Packers, to be honest with you. I think that this made a statement in – and they got a tough division with Minnesota and Chicago in their division. All right, we are 
little less than an a little less than two hours away from opening kick of week one. Give me your Super Bowl now. Super Bowl right now. Um, let me get let me get the Saints because I feel like they got a, a chip on their shoulder after last year, and probably the Patriots. Unfortunately, Saints versus Chiefs. Wow, that's what I was about to say. Saints versus the Chiefs. Wow, I you know what I'm going to change mine because I don't want to be the same as Alex. Saints and Patriots. All right, so you're going to be the same as me. You're the same as Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all are retarded. First off, there's no way the Saints make it back. Oh, stop it. This is this is Drew Brees' you, year. Drew Brees. Nah, I, I'm tired Saints, of, are, Saints are winning it. Drew's already held his baby up on that stage before. He'll be fine. Um, No, there's no way. From playing sports all my life, there's no way you can have two, I mean, just terrible losses in the playoffs back-to-back years and then turn around next year and still, still get there. I don't think they win their division. That's all the more reason that they will. Who the hell wins their division? Atlanta then? wins that oh, division. Oh, no, get out of here. Oh, no, no stop. Yep. Atlanta wins that division? Yep, Cowboys are winning the NFC East, too. We will. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. That's uh, oh. L- Let Zeke eat all day long, baby. Let's go. Washington. All right, so who who you got, Adam? Who's in the Super Bowl? I already said oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Saints-Patriots. I think Atlanta wins that division. I don't think New Orleans does. Um, I am going with, and it's hard for me because I don't like the NFC. I don't like anybody in the NFC because I can make a case for about four teams in the NFC. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. I think the defense, like you said, the controlling the ball. And out of the AFC, I'm going to mix it up. I believe in Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. A young defense. I think that's exactly what you need. And Melvin Gordon going to be back by week six to week eight, somewhere around in that range, so that he doesn't have to roll over his contract till next season. I, I just want you to know that – Le'Veon Bell told me the same thing last year, and as the person that drafted no, 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 him, no, no. Bell, first, Bell first off said that he would, he would, he would come back rolling. after the bye week. That was his statement, which was week seven because they had a week six bye week. And guess what? He didn't do. Played the whole damn year. I'll tell you what: if they're struggling at running back, come four four games in, and they got a chance to win it all, they'll get that deal done. Okay, so Saints. And the Chiefs over here. Chris, you had Saints and Patriots, same as Adam. And Austin's going Green Bay and who? Packers, Chargers. Chargers. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So, well, no, I don't, don't know what that line is, but you might want to throw some money on yeah, that. Yeah, you, you better go ahead. That's probably – I mean, that's a the, – The reason is I think the Chargers can compete with Kansas City and possibly win their division. And if they – every game they play is a road game. Kansas, so, Kansas City's pass defense can't cover what either – or sorry, the Chargers' pass defense can't cover what Kansas City or the Patriots would do to them in the AFC Championship game. Terwin James? Is out for the year. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Go look at him. He's out for eight weeks. Oh. He's going to make it back for the end of the year. Okay. That's all he needs. All he needs. Be healthy end of the year. That's the big thing. It's all all of these teams. There's a case for them. There's going to be some big injury. There's going to be something happening. Um, New England – I think they get the number one seed, and that's the only reason I can make a case for New England is because it's going to go through Foxborough. I think I think people are sleeping on Pittsburgh. They'll probably be in the AFC Championship game, but whatever. Uh, I say we move on to the uh, Austin stupid question of the day. You got one prepared for us, bud? All right, yeah, this is a great one. This is going to get in touch with your animal side. We're going with the animals today. I want to throw this out. Hopefully it's stupid because your last question actually was like, 
off topic and weird, but it wasn't stupid. It wasn't actually a bad question. I don't so know like, if where, this one's really stupid, but this one's just going to make you think for a good hot minute. So I don't know if you know this, but the name of the segment is Stupid Question of the Day. I, I, it doesn't have to be stupid. We'll call it Irrelevant Question yes. of the Day, then. Okay. We're changing right. it up. You heard it here first, folks. Now, da-na-na, da-na-na, Austin's Irrelevant Question of the Day. Okay. So, I am letting you build your best, scariest, badass animal. You build it from scratch, and you can take five parts from five animals and build... This, this is stupid. Yep. This, this is, is going to cover the stupid this, question. This is a good stupid one. <laughs> this is a stupid one. But build me your scariest animal that you can build. We had to take five attributes. Up to five. Up to five. Up to, Up five. to five. Mine's a fucking crazy-ass one. All right, then go ahead. Go through it. Let us get us time to ponder on that. Okay. So mine is a mix... Between a cheetah, an eagle, a shark, and hold on, there was one other one in there. Oh, a rattlesnake. Pretty self-explanatory. Cheetah, cheetah back legs. It has front legs that are talons off of the eagle, oh. and has wings attached to its back. Inside the mouth, we have a row of shark's teeth, and also fangs with poison from a rattlesnake. I got. You want me to go next, or you want yours? Go ahead, Chris. How do you uh, give me opinions? I'm actually mine is very similar. So I had mine in my head actually before you started describing your animal, and ours are somewhat similar, but mine's got some different attributes. So I'm going with the jaguar for the speed and agility. Jaguar's body and legs with uh, talons on its feet to to really grasp and grab those things. I'm going with the alligator head with that strong jaw and teeth. With a scor- giant scorpion's tail to freaking, yeah, absolutely punish that thing. Um, no wings for me, though, on mine. It's not going to have a flying ability because I, I think that thing would be unstoppable if it could fly as well. See, that's why I, I had to go with the flying ability because, like, flying, you have a flying cheetah shark coming at you and you just see that coming. And what you going to do? You're going to run? Okay, it's going to land, run you down. Um, you're going to try to fight it. It's got talons, and uh, it can bite you like a shark. Um, the only thing you could do is probably swim. That's, that's the only weakness mine has is water, pretty much. So, But my- you got a surface, and that thing will just whoosh, right on the head. Bam. Goner. Shark, so, shark bite right to the face. So I think mine's going to kind of be like Chris's, though. I'm going to have like a body of an alligator. Ooh, this is a different take. Have a body of an alligator. Have the speed and agility of a cheetah have I don't get what's so funny about that <laughs> he's well, he's get, he's got an alligator body with all of a sudden the speed and agility of a cheetah <laughs> oh, I, get, yeah. I, get, so, I get I get five think, I get think about an alligator yeah think about yeah skedaddling 60 miles an hour think about an alligator just with them little short legs like 60 miles an hour but then and then he's gonna have like the stealth ability like of a snake so he's gonna be able to you know move quietly not like because alligators already already do that in general anyway they're pretty good at it but i feel like snakes do it better so they're gonna be he's gonna be quiet but then all of a sudden he's gonna be damn quick enough to chase you down too once he gets on top of you but then yeah he's gonna have like like austin was saying probably probably uh the the row of shark's teeth and then uh, probably just the wings of, of like an eagle or something like that, so he can also fly. Them eagle wings ain't gonna pick that thing up. Well, just he just but <laughs> gonna need some damn pterodactyl wings. Eagle, or something. Just wings in general to to lift this body off the off the floor off the ground. All right, so you're finished, right? 
Yeah, that okay. was it. Okay. So mine's gonna be a little wild. <clears throat> Take a grizzly bear. I yeah. like this. I like yeah. how this started. I, I'm tapping into my inner Dwight Schrute from the office. Grizzly bear. You give it the speed and agility of a cheetah. Okay. You give it the bite force of a hippopotamus. Okay. You give it the so like sharks have the ability to sense disturbances or smells and all that stuff. Like you get the same ability to the, the grizzly bear. Their sixth sense. Yeah, the sixth give, sense give of them a the shark. Sixth sense of a shark where they can smell far away. They can feel disturbance like disturbances nearby. And then on top of that, you give them the uh, vision of a hawk or an eagle, so they can just see for miles and pick up a, like a little rodent running through a field that far away. And then I think that's it, man. I think that's all I've got. All right, I forgot one of my things because I made this question and I wrote mine down. Um, I wanted the brains of a dolphin in mine because dolphins are fucking as smart as us. So, brains of a dolphin, wings and talons from the eagle, body of a cheetah, bite force of a um, shark with the teeth, and then fangs from the rattlesnake. So I do. I want to say that the reason I did go with the grizzly bear is because it's already got the claws. So you got the claws, the speed, the sense, the bite force. I like your approach of going with the big animal too. Yeah. Because we kind of all went small animals, and I was thinking about this. Uh, a gator. Gator's a pretty yeah pretty, pretty big good size animal. I didn't know. Which, is, can you imagine like watching a grizzly bear run sixty miles an hour? Can you imagine a gator run sixty miles an hour? <laughs> It would, it would almost look more acceptable because it's got like that lizard and like snake look. So you kind of like your mind would Bro, comprehend it. But his, his little legs, legs about them little legs long. running it like <laughs> them little legs like waddling at sixty miles an hour. They just be they'd be doing like the full circle thing like from cartoons like the Roadrunner's legs. I was just going full circles. That's what the gator's legs would have to do to keep that up. I want to add a uh, so I didn't put in a fifth thing to mine. I'm gonna add a rhino's horn to oh yeah mine as well. A fucking so, flying rhino yeah, horn yeah. square to go. the face. Oh my god. So, nah, like, All right, I'll, so what what are you gonna kill our, your animal with? Like, if you're hunting your animal, what's what's gonna be able to kill your animal? I'm gonna sit in the water and shoot it with a shotgun. <laughs> shoot it with a shotgun. <laughs> that thing's gonna be flying over, and <laughs> if it comes down on me, I'm just diving in the water because that thing can't swim. See, my my weakness is water. I, I've figured it out. My weakness is water. You mean your animal's weakness? Yeah, my animal's weakness is water. So like, I don't. know. I guess kind of like you hunt a gator. Now you have to shoot it in the. Sp- Soft spot in Can you head. imagine that gator running 60 mile an hour and hitting that water and just skipping across that son of a bitch? He's going so fast. He just planes he he out, hits that orange. Like just skipping rocks, huh? Yeah. But yeah, no, I guess the the only way you'd kill it, I guess, would be like you'd hit hunting a normal gator, you find the soft spot in the head. And you could do that like a simple small 22. I'm going with the, it's a 4570. It's a massive, massive round. And the best way you can see it is. You have to go watch this movie called Wind River. Big shout out to that movie. That's an awesome movie. This guy runs around with this 4570 lever action. He starts murking some dudes with that that gun. It's awesome. That's an awesome gun. It's a hit hard, hard hitting round. I would not want to be on the receiving end of it at all. Anybody want to buy me one? Because those pistols run for like $2,300. It's an expensive rifle, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's expensive. But it's, it's also expensive to shoot. So make your shots count. All right, here we go. So, do you remember in the Transformers movie? I think it's uh, like Transformers one or two, and uh, and they call in for the thunder, and it's that big airplane. What's the military airplane, Alex? It has the uh, it's the AC thirty AC one thirty the Spectre gunship. Yeah, so that's what I'm gonna put on my freaking animal because it can't fly. So I'm just gonna fly around in the freaking AC one thirty and just hammer some rounds overkill. <laughs> 
What did you do? Oh, I dropped a 105 on it. Yeah, 105 Mike Mike round just obliterated it and, and the entire block around it. You think, okay. Your thing can run 60 miles an hour. I think it's going to escape that big round. Like it's, it may. It may. You all right, never that's know. fine. I'll just throw the 25 millimeter uh, minigun on it. Try to hit something running at 60 miles an hour from 3,000 rounds a minute. I think I could do it. But you are what? Those cruising altitudes are at least 25 uh, I don't know. Up. I don't think they cruise that high when they're actually like live with their weapons because they got to be closer to the ground. Yeah, I mean they're closer to the ground, but you think if it shoots X amount, like there is if a I'm ten thousand feet above the ground. I think I could. I think I could put it on it pretty good. It's running sixty miles an hour, Adam. If I, I get that, I if I get that it. many round, I mean, just, they, I just, hit, they hit they hit moving cars all the time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I didn't, I and you mean, also got to think the plane's also flying faster than that. So if the plane's following the same path as that animal, technically you're now moving faster than an animal, and you can just lead it. You ever seen a cheetah run? That thing would be bouncing around, cutting. Well, see, that's how many? You, that's how many? You, drop, you drop lower to like the twenty, the twenty millimeter and like artillery shells, and you're just sitting there just going boop, 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 yeah. boop, 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 and you're just dropping shells on it. That's what I'm, I mean. How many shells can I get out a minute, probably, with one of those? The one of like the the big boy, it's not too many, it's not yeah. too quick. But the smaller one, it's a little bit quicker. But the, yeah, like that, that freaking 40, Gatling gun, though, that dude? forty millimeter yeah. grenade launcher, the thing that they have. I mean, Austin's animal can fly, and he's talking about sitting in the water with a shotgun. You gonna need a freaking uh, what's the what's the thing on the destroyers? The sea whiz. Um, the yeah, the sea whiz. That's what we should have said. The sea whiz could kill <laughs> all of the though, animals we just named. <laughs> the damn sea whiz is what is the exact same gun in the the C one thirty. It's okay. just yeah, different, yeah. different, different it's computing. Gatling, yeah. It's just it's yeah. the same amount of rounds though. Like if you put a tracer in rounds, where like every fifth round has like a glowing into it, it looks like it's a solid line of bullets because how quick it's going. But then you also got to remember there's five more bullets in between each one of those. Austin, your animal will destroy you with a shotgun in the water. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But I also thought we were doing things that we could physically get, not <laughs> not pulling out an AC one thirty out of the fucking sky. I <laughs> asked, what would it take to kill your animal? Yeah, a simple like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think you have to go that it, aggressive. If we get to the point where we have animals that are inbreed with five different species that don't even come in contact with each other. It's going to take a nuclear bomb to do something because these motherfuckers are going to be strong as hell. I like Adams. I didn't think about this, but Adams has armor. With the, I was with the thinking about that. Scanner. I was. Yeah. I almost threw in like the like an exoskeleton compared to like an ant, where it can like support like you know tons so many, and tons yeah, of weight yeah. compared to what its body size is. Yeah. So imagine if you'd put like percentage equivalent of armor on a grizzly bear like that. So like that armor could withstand like ten times the weight of a grizzly bear. That armor would be fucking impenetrable, dude. You would need a nuclear for that one. What if you put an armadillo shell on something? Armadillo. Oh, when it can roll up. It can roll up. Oh, my God. You see a grizzly bear (laughs) size armadillo roll up and running at the speed of a cheetah. And then instead of actually just, like, biting you, it rolls into that ball and just knocks your ass like a bowling pin. Just rolls through like a bowling ball. It's like the... And that's why I'm in the air, baby. It's like the the roly-polies from uh, Star Wars that roll up and then have the guns. Yeah. That motherfucker. Motherfucker is the size of a bear <laughs> running 60 miles an hour straight for you. What you going to do, boys? There, there ain't nothing you're doing on that one. You're just taking that hit. <laughs> night, night, motherfucker. And then 
And then Chris is like, I'm in the air. And all I got an image was the grizzly bear, like, jumping off the Grand Canyon, using it as, like, a half pipe, launching into the air, and then taking out the plane by rolling up and just rolling through the plane. Oh, just a gigantic explosion. Yeah. It's kind of like, it has, like, a, this massive ramp built up from, like, the Grand Canyon or something. It uses the walls to gain on the speed. It's a ramp, launches up into the plane. So none of us went aquatic. Now that I think about it, like none of us, they we used certain parts, but none of us yeah, went strictly water based. Like aquatic animals are hard, are easier to get away from mm-hmm. because majority of them can't leave the water. But you've got animals that can go both. You've got more animals on the land that can go into the water than you have water animals that can get on land. None, none, of, none of us used a tur- like you were talking about shells. We could have used a turtle with the uh, with oh, cheetah hell speed. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Turtle with cheetah speed and hippo. Bite swing. And, he, and he's, he's got the same amount of speed underwater. Like, what's, what's the hip, fastest swimming thing underwater? A, a hip, Mako shark. A yeah. Mako shark. Yeah. A or, or either the yellowfin tuna. The yellowfin tuna is actually pretty damn quick, A too. hippo-sized turtle. Just just take that one in. Doing 60. <laughs> a hippo can actually swim pretty fast, A hippo too. can go real fast in water. That thing, have you ever seen a hippo try to chase down a boat? It actually that creates, is, like, a current. Like, yeah. oh, there's a wake behind the hippo yeah, that's swimming thing is, so fast. Ooh, no one used a dinosaur. Well, I, I was going to ask that question. Anymore. Okay, yeah, I yeah. was going to I was going to pose the question. Do you believe in dinosaurs? That can be next. Like, week's do we believe question. in dinosaurs? Like, are yeah. they a real thing? No. Do you have you not seen Jurassic oh, yeah. Park? <laughs> what are you asking here? <laughs> <laughs> did the dinosaurs actually exist? Never uh, mind. The, yes, we know the dinosaurs did. Do you believe one day we'll bring back dinosaurs? Oh God, the, N- no. I think, I think I think they will. Like, they'll bring back a. A type of dinosaur to where if it got out, they really wouldn't shit a brick over it. They'd be like, "Oh, we need to go get it because that's a lot of money." But not that it's going to go ravage a neighborhood and kill like people. We've seen Jurassic Park. Bad things happen when you try to bring back animals that should just be dead. Yeah, just oh yeah, let them be dead. We've got we've got multiple movies but, that say it's a bad idea. But see, that's the thing we're moving towards with modern medicine is like we are trying to get away from like the correctness of life. We are trying to extend life and. We are trying to bring back things that are going extinct and trying to help species survive. So, I think we might bring back dinosaurs. I think I think something like that. But let's let's put a pin in that one. We'll save that for the next episode. I think that's gonna wrap up this episode. Boys, you got any final last words or alibis you want to throw out there? Let's have a better freaking Sunday than we had Saturday, Big Six wise. Hey, let's let's go Dallas. Let's let's, let's go ahead and get out there and beat the Giants today. Hey, oh my! God. Grab a nice cold one. Get your food delivered at 3 o'clock. Sit on your couch and watch football all day. It's your day. Have a good Sunday. Yep, that's going to wrap it up for us. We're going to go watch some NFL Sunday ticket, watch all these games onto a TV that could quite possibly be a little bit bigger for watching 18 games it, it, at it one time. It is bigger. They got a bigger TV. Okay, sweet. So we, we're moving up in the world. We need to get two TVs now and split it up. So y'all have a good Sunday. We'll get this episode out. And the next episode you can expect on Thursday. Tuesday, uh, Thursday, no, 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 midday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. this one. Yeah, this After one's coming out. After you listen to this one, you're listening to the next. Day. We're going to try to get them out on Tuesdays and Thursdays for you guys around lunch. And we will have two spins of the Wheel of Punishment. It is being made right after this podcast. We're literally going to go get the supplies. We've dropped the ball on that one. We apologize. Yep. Uh, no, just kidding. We apologize to no one. <laughs> have a good Sunday.